0: Hey a Friends, Hey welcome back to the
1: show. My name is Angelique Velez, I am the CEO and founder of Breakups to Makeup, and you are listening to the Hey Glow Friend podcast. If this episode is of any value to you, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend as that's the only way I'm going to be able to spread the word about the podcast. So thank you so much in advance. And don't forget, I am running a contest. You have the chance to win a really cute Hey Glow Friend tote. All you have to do is leave a review and I'll be picking a different winner randomly. So thank you so much. All right, girlfriend, so I have a special treat for you today. I have my dear friend Bethany Towns, who is a makeup artist and also a small business owner. And we did a kind of a QA, and a but more like a girl chat. Um, we've been friends for a while and we were able to sit down and kind of talk about how she entered into the makeup artistry field and now how she's focusing and, and um, launching her new brand. So I will let her talk about it. But one thing I do want to say, even though she said that most makeup artists that she's talked to or that she's encountered have a not so typical Story of the of how they started. I really feel like hers is very very unique And we talk about it on the interview. So just wait in here, but I I love her to death She's such an amazing person Um, And she has such a kind and big heart and I'm so excited that she's pursuing this new chapter um, within her journey because it's it's amazing and I feel as though once you hear what she's doing you're going to want to go and support her 100% so please head on over to the show notes as I will have the links to where you can go purchase her new product Um, and you're gonna want it they are literally they're gorgeous and basically made to order so I would say if you are looking for the holiday season order in advance Um, I have mine in my bedroom right now and I love it. So listen on in if you're a makeup artist. You're definitely going to listen to this episode and please share it with others as it's very inspirational. Thank you so much, Bethany, for coming on and Glow Friends, I hope you enjoy. Talk soon. Bye. Hey, Glow Friends, welcome to the show. I am here with my dear, dear friend, Bethany Towns, who is an extraordinary makeup artist and small business owner as well. And we are gonna get into the nitty gritty of her journey and where she came from, where she started and all the goodness. So I'm super excited for her to be here. Bethany, thank you so much
0: for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. This is so awesome. I'm uh, I'm, I'm honored to be on your podcast. Aw, thank you. Long time coming, I feel like,
1: (laughs) even though I just started the podcast.
0: So now to be a part of it is kind of, kind of crazy.
1: Yay! All right, so you know this is like a non-traditional podcast, so I would just love to hear a little, I feel like everyone in the makeup industry already knows who you are, but just in case there are people living under a rock, can you tell (laughs) us a little bit of your highlight reel? Like, what are some of the highlights from your career? Because I know there's a
0: lot of things. I won't say there's a lot, but there's a few. Um, So yeah, so for those of you who don't know me, I am Bethany Towns. I'm a makeup artist. I live in New Jersey now. It's hard to say, like I want to always say New York, but Mm -hmm. I'm in New Jersey now, Jersey City. Um, And I've been a makeup artist for almost 15 years, 14 years. I kind of lose count of when it actually started, Mm -hmm. uh, which is sounds weird to say but i feel like time goes by so fast sometimes yes um i i guess highlight jobs would be my most favorite and coveted job is uh when i was a part of the uh mtv family with girl code and guy code our code gang was one of my favorite shows and favorite um environments to work in like i enjoyed the people and the show and the concept and everything so it's just one of those all over experiences uh i've done some recent cool stuff was the j loma video video yes! um, that was pretty wild uh an awesome experience um and uh, my latest is snl snl has been uh again these things came at a time when we were in a process of thinking about regrouping and uh, reinventing, and what 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 could we do? So they kind of came out of the blue, and uh, so they've been pretty amazing in, in more ways than one. Trying to think, what else cool that I've done? I've done some cool stuff that uh, it's kind of cool for just me. You know, we always have experiences of full circle moments. So to be able to, um, I had an opportunity to go back to DC and teach, and so that's where makeup kind of started for me so to be able to go back and then teach a class like that was super cool or I used to work for Lane Bryant and would always this was like even before I did makeup but I would look at the ad campaigns and I'd be like you'd be putting up a poster on the wall and I'm like who did this and I'm not again not even in makeup but at the time I was like oh these could be so much better and then the opportunity to go and actually do Elaine Bryant and to do an Ashley stewart's I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." No, nobody else would think it was cool. I thought it was cool just because, again, the full circle kind of moment. So yeah, I think oh, I love those basic. moments.
1: Those are the best, the full circle moments. Those are really good. <laughs> Oh, and I know, Bethany, you're just like me. Like, I can't stand talking about myself. So if you ask me about my highlight <laughs> rails, like whatever just comes to my head, I'm like, okay, there you go. Like, I don't, I can't think of it. So, but for those of you that don't know, Bethany is an awesome educator within the makeup, uh, the makeup industry field as well. That's why I said, if you don't know who she is, then you're under a rock. Um, But she is extraordinary within that, that realm as well. Um, but I would love to get right into it. So I know your journey within the makeup field is a very um, non-traditional route. Do you mind explaining how you got started with makeup?
0: So the non-traditional. I, I guess I figure like most people I've heard have like weird, interesting, kind of crazy stories. No one does the like i'm gonna go to school and then i'm gonna be a makeup artist kind of thing that I, I meet very few people like i feel like we all have so many uh, interesting pasts. and i was in the military first for uh eight years in the army i was a medic and then i got the good government job that everybody uh covets for and so i was super excited about that and i was there for six months and i was like this sucks <laughs> like, this is the worst it was uh, it was a job that had no people contact. It was only the people in the office. So 18 women that have all been there more than 15 years or more. So they were all pretty settled and also pretty um, protective of their space and of their, their things. So I was like, oh, no, I got to find somewhere else to go because they don't want to share. They don't want to talk. They don't want you to do anything past them. Like it was the one thing like you had to, You found your spot and you just had to coast because if you were trying to do anything more, you were overshadowing. If you were doing any less, then they were like, like it was just a weird, not the best environment. And I feel like most government people say the same thing, but they, again, it's about what motivates you outside. So some people just do it because it pays them. But I realized that happiness was more important than money. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I kept trying to figure out, I was like, well, what do I do? That I like to do, that I enjoy to do, and that I could possibly get paid for. And I knew it wasn't hair, I knew it was something creative. Um, I didn't like hair that much. I was like, but I had thought about going to cosmetology school. I remember thinking back when they had that program in school, and I was like, I should have did that cosmetology program just so I could at least try it out and see. I was like, well, maybe that maybe I'll try it out. So I went to a school and asked them, it was like $3,000 for our makeup program. And I was like, uh. I was like, well, that'll give me a uh, an idea of how this works. Mm-hmm. And I happened to talk to this lady, Trish. I wish I could find Trish. Trish worked at prescriptives at the Macy's in Baltimore. And somehow we ended up in this conversation about me going to the school. Mm-hmm. And Trish was like, no, don't go to the school. Yeah. And I was like, huh? She was like, you come here, work for me, and I'll teach you everything you need to know. And then you can decide if you still want this school. I was like, wow. Uh, I mean, it was a win-win, right? Like, yeah. I I needed the money. I d- didn't have to pay any money. I still get the experience. Like, I didn't know about working at the counter, actually. So I was like, okay, this is cool. So, I mean, that kind of started it. That the uh, working at the counter, I kind of had gone with my, my cousin on a photo shoot once and watched the makeup artist um his name was James Cornwell and James is it, it's so funny too because of full circle moments like I've worked with him since then uh I've run into him a couple of times so it's been kind of interesting I don't think he even really realizes that he's like one of the first people that I actually saw do makeup and I was like oh, I could do that right like this is a thing like people do this yeah 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 so I mean that was like the the very very beginning of it um, I how, do you want me to go into the story about how I ended up in New York like what how far are you want sure.
1: let us me pause really <laughs> quick I want to dissect something of what of what you spoke about though but we can totally get into that next so yeah. first of all is prescriptive still is prescriptive still around
0: no I didn't think um, so I they're just, online I, only now from okay, what I was told. okay
1: yeah I was just curious But also go like transitioning from being in the army to getting into makeup. Like how, how, how was that? That's why I said non-traditional by the way.
0: Yeah. So a lot of people wonder about that connection between the army and uh, makeup. And I felt like they're really, really related. Like if you think about the fact that I was a medic, so taking care of people, wasn't my thing. Like, I enjoy taking care of people, I enjoyed um, being around people in the people context. So I feel like it was the same with makeup, it was such an easy transition of being able, I'm just taking care of them in a different capacity. Yeah, whereas and before it was like, you know, whether they had a broken ankle, or they had, you know, a reaction to something, whereas and now I'm taking care of their their uh, appearance, or even sometimes it goes, you know, for as I'm sure you know, it becomes more than that because you're, you're helping their personal, interpersonal workings, like they end up discussing things with you or uh, you kind of end up a little psychotherapy kind of situation. So, um, so yeah, so I, it didn't seem that odd to me as a transition. It really did seem like a normal. The only difference was the creative aspect, and that's what I was missing. Right. That's what yeah. I was missing.
1: It makes sense, and it's so funny just to kind of hop in. If you've ever been on set with Bethany before, you already know. And I hope this doesn't offend you, Bethany, but I call you Mama Bear on set. You are, and I feel like everyone does. Like we got to coin that for <laughs> yeah.
0: you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You. It doesn't matter if you're like assisting or. Head of the department, like department had you take care of everyone, like you go out of your way to make sure not only that your clients are okay, but that your um I was gonna say staff. Oh my god, I was thinking retail, but that the artists that are working with you are all your team, team. taking care of as well. And that is not the norm. Like you really, really go above and beyond. And I love being on your team because I know when you're on set that I'm gonna be calm. It's going to be a great day. Like no matter what kind of, you know, SHIT show is happening around us, that mm-hmm. we as a team, we're going to be okay because Bethany is there. Like, <laughs> honestly. Oh, thank you. On. So if you've never worked with Bethany before, you definitely are going to want to because she's really, really good. And I can't I wait. I try. I feel like,
0: uh, but I think that again, that's part of us growing. Like when you get into so many experiences where they're kind of weird and, and uncomfortable and you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Like,
0: you kind of learn from, and I think the government helped me with that. I think the military experience helped me with that. Like, little things that you um, have experienced before, you're like, oh, I know, especially military, like, I feel like we always talked about creating uh, a a positive work environment and teamwork and, and, and building together. Like, if you take care of your people, your people will take care of you. Yeah. So any kind of team environment, I kind of thrive in because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with this. Like, this makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, even how small, even if the, the team is small or the team is large, like I can usually figure out how the dynamic of it is and I can work pretty well. with them. Yeah. And you're really
1: good at it. even like I said, the most stressful with you with some stressful
0: um, we've had some really i mean and i forgot to even mention that highlight like that was amazing opportunity too like we've had some cool jobs together that we've gotten to work so that's been pretty awesome
1: for sure all right so new york how'd you end up in new york i would love to hear it
0: new york was not even on my radar like i was trying to figure out um I listened to Billy B at one of the makeup shows, um, and I remember him saying that you needed to be the best artist in your area. So my goal was, I wanted to be known all over Baltimore, all over Maryland, DMV area, that was my focus. I was like, well, I need to be on every Baltimore magazine, get in the news network, every wedding, but I, like, I didn't know where I was going in makeup. I just knew that I enjoyed it that much. And we were doing makeup in the clubs actually. Like uh, we would have fashion shows at like 11 o'clock at night in the club. And so you'd be doing makeup in the basement of the the club kitchen. It was just, some of the experiences were so crazy. And then you get up and go to work in the morning and um, you would do it all over again. It would be so fun. Um, But I took a class in DC and James Vincent and Michael DeVellis came down and taught at the class. And I was mesmerized. I was like, oh my God, I have to be near these people because they're talking all of my language and my vibe. Like they get me, they understand because everybody else thought I was crazy. Um, And I was like, they sound like they have other people that are thinking the same thing. So I was like, I still have to figure this out. So I, James came back down again later on. I had started kind of volunteering at the makeup show or powder group events. Like I would just show up. I would be in, get in the, on the bus, go to New York and just show up at events all the time. And then James came down to teach again. And I ended up being his assistant because I had done, like I'd sold like six or seven people to come to the event before. They were like, oh, you win the honor of assisting one of the artists. I didn't even know <laughs> that. Yeah. So... <laughs> the event it was a Bennett career institute and they had um you were supposed to be able to get like other people to come and so somehow my group bethany baltimore group um ended up with like 15 or 20 like i don't think i had that many people that came underneath my group but i told everybody about this anybody that i knew i was on myspace i was like telling people all about the thing so if they mentioned my name, they were supposed to give like a discount and then they would all go into this this list. Of and- MySpace, oh my goodness. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. MySpace was like, who, who's, I, I'm dating myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm dating myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they made me, I, like, again, I won this honor of being James's assistant. And so I'm pumped. Mm-hmm. He walks in and sees me and he's like, "What? Well, who's this? He was expecting someone else. And so it's his, it was a whole thing. His assistant got pulled by somebody else. So I got him and he was kind of annoyed about it. And But then it, like, it was love at first sight. Like after that, we connected and clicked so well. And so fast forward, he had called me a couple of times to come assist him. Um, I would come up on the bus, whatever. And then one time he called and he was like, hey, I know this is the last minute, but can you come? And I was like, well, I just need to check the bus schedule. And he was like, bus schedule? What do you, What bus schedule? Where are you coming from? And I was like, i come from Baltimore. Like, where do you think I was coming from? And he was like, you live in Baltimore? Oh, my gosh. He was like, James, yes, I live in Baltimore. He was like, I thought you lived in New York. Like, you're always here. You're at every event. You go to all the things. And I was like, no, no, I live, I live in Baltimore. I just come to New York for stuff. He was like, don't come and my heart was hurt i was like what do you mean i can i can make it i i can i can get there he was like no yeah. don't come don't come he was like stay there he was like just call me when you move i got off the phone and i was like wait but i'm not moving so again it started a whole train of thought process i was like wait do i need to move like does moving make sense for me and um it, shortly after that i feel like that happened in 2009 and then 2010 i was in new york wow
1: that's insane and i feel like i met you i want to say was it 2012 no maybe it was 2010 because i feel like it's been 10
0: years that yeah. i met you at least. yeah so I, think- I met so oh, okay. many people before I actually moved to New York, right? Because right. of the makeup show, like right. I would always be at the shows, and so I met so many people. By the time I moved, I there was a comfort level there because right. I I had established so many contacts. But you don't realize you establish those contacts until you're actually there, and people are like, oh hey, let's go have lunch or dinner or let's meet up. And I was like, wait, well, yeah, I know people. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And what I, I do want to address
1: really quickly, especially for those artists that are just starting out, like something that you just said, I feel like we used to take jobs and we would just kind of pretend to be living where the jobs were and just go yeah. with it. Like remember yeah. Miami Fashion Week, like we would just
0: fly ourselves down there and we would be there present for any work that came our way. Like, yeah. that, that I was- mean, I had the luxury because I had a full-time job to be able to travel a little bit more and so you know it's not for everybody everybody has to figure out what makes sense for where they are and where they're trying to go but it totally made sense to me because I had no kids I had no husband no house not those kind of things so I was able to be mobile and those first couple of years because I feel like I met James in 2007 Mm -hmm. so I didn't even move until 2010 I'm still Going to Chicago, to L.A., to Miami, to all of the makeup show events. Um, the powder group would have events every once in a while or every couple months in New York. I was always there. Uh, there was lots of socials back then, like yeah. makeup socials, pro-socials, get gatherings. I showed up at everything. Yeah. And so that's why he didn't realize that I didn't live there because it was in my calendar. I would look at the year and was like, okay, so this year there's gonna be a show in uh, March, a show in June, a show in September. So I need to make sure that I can go to all these shows and then I would plan out when there was classes, when there were events, when there were things and write them in the schedule. And so I would take off days whenever those things would happen and make sure that I was there. So smart, so smart. And I bet you at the time you didn't even realize that it was gonna catapult you to where you are now. Had no idea. I had no idea. It was just trying to figure out. Um, how, like I, I don't know what happens when you um, when you connect with something like that, where your brain just kind of goes on autopilot and it figures stuff out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you just you just figured that out. Like you didn't nobody told you to do that. You just like this is what I'm gonna do. I even made a spreadsheet when I moved to New York, because I had family. They were all thinking I was crazy. My mother was like. I don't, I don't get it. You move into New York, that makes no sense. I was making pretty decent money. Like I said, I think I was talking in the other podcast. I was like, everybody knows what your government rate is. So I wasn't like by me saying I was making 80 or 90,000 is a big deal. Because they you, you can look it up online what the federal income is. But to go from that to working a part-time retail job, which you may be making 20,000 a year, like it was just enough to cover rent. So any extra money was going to um, whatever event I might have to try to go to, travel to get there. And then I probably wasn't eating. I was probably just drinking a a soda or somebody was treating because (laughs) we didn't have money for that. That wasn't in the budget.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Or it it allowed me to have time to do like the free jobs, like the ones where people just say, hey, you want to hang out with me uh, for the day? And so you're like, yeah, I just want to be in the room and in the space and pay attention and see what's happening. Yeah. It was cool. and
1: how would you say, like, even though going through that, you know, where sometimes maybe you had a glass of water for dinner, like, let's be real. How happy were you
0: though? Like, I oh, it was that it was the craziest thing to realize that, um, I had gone from a two bedroom apartment with washer and dryer, a garage Uh, my car like all the the comforts and then I'm subletting a room in somebody's apartment so all of my belongings were in one space now and I was like but I was the happiest that I could have ever been I wasn't even thinking about not being happy like you were just like this is part of the process this is what you got to do you got to have a struggle story so you're just making it um it was tough though I I mean I I make it sound like it was really great but As happy as you are, the idea of going back was tough for me. Yeah, I was like, I can't go back. Right. Because all of these people wanted me to fail. Mm-hmm. All of them were waiting. They didn't even want to give me a, like, a goodbye party because I felt like they were waiting. They were like, she's coming back. Right. So, like, why would we even... So I, I knew that, I mean, that was part of motivation, but it was also uh it was fear of scarcity like you're like I gotta figure this out because I can't go back
1: yeah I under I completely understand where you're coming from because I even myself when I entered into makeup I came from a really cushiony job I was working at Hofstra University at the time I was getting promoted constantly I had the cushion job the great benefit <laughs> the health benefit like all of that
0: the health benefits oh yeah oh. <laughs>
1: And leave it, and I actually, I loved what I did there too.
0: That was the other problem. Like, I That's gotta be there. hard. See, I, that was easier for me because I didn't like what I did. Yeah. But for you to love it, oh. Yeah, it was hard. But make,
1: like, if, I would never go back. Like, I love, I I love wholeheartedly makeup. Yeah. So I understand where you are. I would love to ask you, because I, I, I hope this is helping people out there that either may be on the fence and not sure, like, what they want to do or if they're just starting, I feel like this is a great story for them. Yeah. Um. So where you are now, like fast forward, uh, what advice would you give people? Because I know you said a lot of what you did was kind of social connection and going to events and putting yourself out there physically. And right now, if you're listening to this right now, we're, basically, we're still in quarantine. Yeah. So what would you suggest for artists just starting out to do now? I know I'm putting a lot on you. This is a hard question because I don't even know how I would
0: answer it. I mean, it's hard. It's a... There's a pre-COVID answer, and then there's the COVID answer. I guess you right. have to do. so. Yeah. yeah, because of our our circumstances now, I'm like, if I could talk to my younger self, and mm-hmm. if I could go back and be like, "Hey, this is what you need to do," um, there were some times where I didn't go to things or didn't do things because I didn't think that it was actually uh, working, or I wasn't thinking of it as working. I was just thinking of it as. I'm gonna go because I, I wanted to be around those people. But it's com- almost like being uh, almost like being at church. You know how people go to church because they they love to be around those other believers or other people that believe what they believe. Um, or I don't know, Star Wars fans, like they like going to the events because there's other people that believe what they believe. It's the same thing. Like I felt like I was feeding off of that energy because the people around me weren't supporting me. Right. So I guess I would tell my younger self to not listen to all the naysayers. Mm-hmm. That's, um, or if you, even if you listen, take it with a grain of salt because they're, they're going to be there throughout the entirety of your career. They don't ever really go away.
1: Nope.
0: Um, some may change their mind or it's in, or the naysayers may show up in a different form, different fast, different part of your life. But learning how to be able to deal with those is a big thing. Um, I would also say that relationship building is the key. It was much more than any technique class or any, um, because I'll go back to the beginning of coming to New York and working, whereas in all of the job opportunities that I received were from people that I met in classes that I took in the line at the show, uh, like at the makeup show or at a Powder your event, at a MAC class, like anything that I was at, those are where the jobs came from. Yep. A hundred, so, like, like, can we say that again? a hundred percent that for me as well. A hundred percent. I mean, even if I took a class of some stuff that I already thought that I knew, usually I was getting some new facts out of it that I didn't know. But also I was making connections with new people. And so I'm genuinely making connections because I'm not even putting it together. The funny of, the funny thing is, a friend of mine used to always try to get me in the network marketing because he said, you're good. And I was like, I'm not doing Like, I hate, I'm not a seller. I don't want to do that. That's dumb. But he said all of the things that I was doing were the things that are involved in network marketing. Yeah oh I mean I still don't want to do network marketing no I, no no I still, I still say no to it I mean who knows what will happen later on in life but the idea that I was like oh because it really is about establishing relationships with people and genuinely being connected to them concerned about them like it's not about an opportunistic vibe like it was really about oh yeah you're cool like you like the same thing I like like we we live in the same space or whatever And the next thing you know like two months later like hey I got this job I can't do it can you do it yeah I was like oh yeah sure not again not even paying attention to the fact that they were watching me and they're like oh she's cool I can trust her she can work at mine like, or take this client from me or whatever yeah so and so you- yeah so I would say like I mean that would be the biggest thing yeah. networking connecting um, just trying to make general connections because people can tell when you're, you're trying to be are opportunistic, where you want to be the next celebrity, whoever, ever, and you're working with them solely for that purpose. Yeah. But if you, um, I feel like the other thing I would say is don't put your sights on one person. Like a lot of people will say, oh, I want to assist this one person, or I want to work with... Billy B. I want to work with, uh, and I'm naming people, just random folks. Just, (laughs) I want to work with um, Nicki Minaj's makeup artist. Like don't ever put your sights. It's okay to have that as a, as a goal, but if it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, that's not the the defining moment. That doesn't say whether or not you are, are going to survive or not, because that might not be the person for you. Again, it's about a personal connection. So it has nothing to do with um your talent or your skill or or you like you could it could just be wrong timing yeah it could just be wrong timing but a lot of times it's about personality. you just have to meet someone and then you make the connection um I feel like uh I had I don't know anybody who just just automatically made a connection online like that where or like not knowing someone usually there's some there's something that there's some commonality that brings them together Does that make sense? Like there's something that happens. It's not just a, oh, I want to be your assistant. and want to work for you. And then you're like, oh yeah, this is, this is the connection. This is us.
1: Yeah. No, it just doesn't help that pulls that person within to your world or something. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And it's funny, like going back to what you were just saying. So I am in network marketing and the episode, the podcast that I just recorded that dropped today actually talked about that. And I focus specifically on relationships and community, yeah. and how huge that is. And it's not about the sale. It is about literally talking to the person, getting to know the person and them just being like friends I don't even know how, know how else to explain it but it's the same thing within the makeup artistry realm most yeah. of the jobs that I've gotten have been from referrals from someone else or a connection with someone who put me here who put me there and then all of a sudden now I'm here
0: and yeah. it wasn't even about my artistry half of the time no half so the time it's, it's not half the time it is not I was gonna say more than half yeah like more than half the time it's really not about your skill they're pretty sure that you're able to do whatever it is um yeah. it's more about can you you be in this space and not take over the space right can you be a part of the space
1: right right and add value to it too i feel like as well that's another Yes. I would actually love to get into, I don't even know if this flows into it, but we're going to make it go there. So I know for you as well, you just launched your own brand, we shall call it. And I know a lot of makeup artists, because of the current climate that we're in with COVID, a lot of us have been pivoting and trying to decide where we're going to go because our jobs were literally, I know for me, everything was canceled in a two week time period. I was looking at my calendar like, oh man, okay, now what? <laughs> And I feel like so many other people were there too. And it's like, okay. So thankfully for me, like, if you know, you've been listening to podcasts, you guys all know Bethany already knows I'm, I'm the founder of Breakups to Makeup. So I have that, like that, it, my full focus was there. Like that's where I went. Um, but for those that didn't have something, I felt like so many artists were lost so yeah. many and still are. Yeah. So I would love to hear because you
0: launched your brand and I would love to hear how you, you got, too. how you got there and, and how did that start? it that one was a crazy ride that was a really crazy ride I would love to just say that it was as simple as COVID hit and I was like oh yeah I need to figure out something else but it was um it started way before that um a couple years before that when I kind of hit a space of of disconnection I think um what I've noticed in the last couple months or so is like when you don't when you don't tell your story or share your story or talk about your story, you disconnect from your story. So I was disconnected from my love or my my uh, my need for makeup. So I was like, well, "What am I doing?" Especially when things are hard. When things aren't going well, you kind of it's easier for you to lose that that connection. You become more disconnected and more disappointed, and more as more things happen that. Um, are not ideal and you're know, more challenged you're like is this really smart like I started to get as you get older those things factor in too I was like oh my god I'm hitting 45 like what do I do I'm supposed to be in a different space yeah.
1: don't you love it when your <clears throat> mother tells you that that you're yeah,
0: supposed yeah, yeah. to be somewhere? I'm supposed to be
1: somewhere else so, frustrating.
0: so I was I was coming close to 45 either I was almost forty. either i was 45 hours, almost 45 either way i was like oh i have no um i have no savings i have no um insurance i have no like there was all these things that i like at least the comforts i was like these are just basics like these are basic adulting things like how come i don't have these things even though i'm doing makeup and makeup wasn't steady like i would work um I would work two months. It would be amazing. And then I'd be off for two months. And I was like, well, how do you ever get out of the hole? <laughs> if I can work two months and say I would save. But then I would lose it all because I would be out for two months or three months. And then I would come back to work. And I would work for a little while. And then it would always seem like my break would be longer than the time that I would work. So it was never a point of getting out of the hole. That lasted for a good Amount of time, like maybe two years, mm-hmm. enough to the point where I was like, okay, I need to figure something out. This yeah. is, I need to do something else. But <clears throat> in that, it was almost like, uh, I don't know, breaking up with your true love. Like, this is my, my, the love of my life. So I was depressed. So I was like, I can't really, I didn't know what to do. So I, um, I kind of, became a recluse. I kind of receded and went into my own space and uh, started, somehow I started painting. I'm not really sure exactly what pushed me into that. I remember taking an online class for painting. Um, I, knew. I, I feel like I did, I've taken some other painting classes throughout uh, my time here in New York. And so I just was like, oh, well maybe if I do I've always loved to make things. I was like, let me, so I took this online class and immediately was like, this is it. Like, this is even more amazing than painting faces because I felt so restricted when I'm painting a face, but on a canvas, like I could do anything. Like I didn't have to be perfect. I could just put whatever or whatever. And I was like, it was a different freeing feeling. And it was about me. It wasn't about the other person where I'm always taking care of someone so now to be able to paint and it solely be about however I felt and what I was thinking, I was like, wait, is this like a whole therapy thing that's happening here? Like, I feel like I, I was having so many breakthroughs with this this painting and I was like, it was more, it was, there were so many things happening. Like I was like, so connected to the colors, connected to the process, the idea of everything. And so I was like, well, if this is helping me this way, it's gotta be... How do I share this? How do I tell other people? But I wasn't at the point of telling people that I had hit that bottom spot yet to be able to share that. So I was like, "We'll figure that out later on." And everybody's like, "Oh, you're gonna sell your paintings?" I was like, "No, they're actually kind of personal to me because they were the product of what was happening in that time." Like yeah. so I'm saying, I was gonna do a gallery, I was gonna do a show, I was gonna sell, and I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, fast forward to COVID, and everybody's like, oh, you should do some paintings, you should sell them, you should do something. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's still really personal for me. Um, but again, I'm a maker, so I'm creating all kinds of things. I had um, made this list of the idea that I wanted to try everything. So I was trying to, to bake everything, I was crocheting. I, if I had a sewing machine in here, I'd probably sew some stuff. Um, but I started thinking about Uh, Waste like how many things we waste, how you you just become super conscious when you're quarantined in your house for, you know, a couple of months. You're like, well, this, all of this junk mail, like what do I do with it? Or all of these papers, what do I do with it? So I started um, YouTube university is like the best thing ever. Like I started watching videos and Next thing you know, I'm trying to recycle paper. I'm making my own recycled paper. I'm dying, I'm using natural, like I'm doing all these things. I'm making journals, I'm sewing them. I'm gluing things together. I'm making art journals, I'm painting on paper. And so I was like, okay there's something here. I have to, and I had I had some good friends that I talked to on a regular basis on the phone throughout COVID and they were like, you need to do something with all of this talent. And I was like, no, I kind of still want to keep it to myself. <laughs> I was determined. I was determined that I was going to keep it. I was not going to share it. the didn't let you. No, no. Uh, I mean, for good reason. The universe always tells knows what's best, and I like you can't keep this to yourself. You can't keep it to yourself. So um, in the talks, I was like, okay, I had pretty much come to um, the final product, the thing that I was like but it kind of combines all of the things that I do. Where I started to uh, make journals that kind of reflected the energy of um, connection of connection to the earth, connection to yourself, connection to color, and um, just enhancing your overall creative experience. Like I felt like your, our creative experiences are, should be treated more special. Like we, I remember painting and I would like do all these great things to the canvas first before I would even start painting. And so it was the same concept. It was like, if I'm gonna write down my ideas, like they should go on something that's just as special, like something that has been treated and created just for this special event, no matter what the, the thing that is that you're writing now, whether it's your shopping list or whether it's a, a special poem, like whatever it is, it should be treated more special because then you start to think of it in that way. Like you start to cultivate these, these ideas and, and think of them more special. And so, yeah, so I started Paper Towns because I started making uh, color energy journals that were based on, again, we were in such a weird space trying to have tools that would help us think more positive, have more positive energy around us. Um, so yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a, the gist of it.
1: I love it. <laughs> I, oh, thank you so much for sharing. Okay, so going within In Paper Towns, as of now, are you sold out of the journals? Do you still have some available? What, what do you have in, in the line right now?
0: So, of course, we all as business owners, we all have great big ideas. <clears throat> and a lot of things limit us. It's the one is maybe the budget. <laughs> of course. I feel like budget That's limits kind of us. Opinion. Right. Um, and then um, sometimes logistics. So, I'm running into some issues of trying to figure out how to get it to be the idea that I want. But I'm also learning. This is the whole learning process for me of learning to let go of some of those things and kind of allow things to flow the way they're supposed to flow. So I have two colors right now. I have the yellow positivity journal and I have a um, purple purpose. Yes. It's like purpose, a powerful kind of journal. And it is interesting to try to, you have to make sure that you're, I I feel like I have to make these when I'm feeling in, when I'm in the good space. So that kind of limits me as well, because I'm like, if I'm having a bad day, like I don't want to make it a. positive energy journal and give it to somebody like I want to make sure that I'm infusing this great energy into this thing that I'm sending out so I kind of stopped making them for just a little while just because I was going through uh again trying to figure out logistically like how this is going to work I sold about I want to say like 30 or 40 really quickly and I was really surprised at the response and how people connected with them and how they were like but I know people support you just cause. And I forget, you forget that. You forget that people will buy from you. They don't even know, they don't even care what you're, yeah. what you're selling. They're like, oh my God, you made it. I'm gonna buy it.
1: I have and I,
0: people. <laughs> I do it. I do it for other people. I was like, I don't even really care what it is. I'm just gonna buy it. Yeah. But you forget that that's where people come from. So I think now I'm at the point of, I have to tell people like what this really does. Yeah. Like what it is so that they connect more connect just as much with the thing as they do with me
1: yeah so I have um
0: I do have I still have some journals available they're on Etsy Okay. I just need to I feel like my marketing needs to elevate to where the actual product is so I'm working on trying to get the website together and get some videos up of me making and actually showing people more about the product and telling the story more about what it is yeah uh, and thanks to you for that because we're gonna we're gonna work on some things you're helping excited. me yeah you're helping me get that together uh, so I, again I, as much as I want to try to let it sit over on the side the universe is not is okay. not for it it's like um, okay well you think you're gonna sit still on this one but uh, it's moving forward whether you want to or not so you need to jump on this train so Baby. I'm jumping up
1: yes <laughs> so I would love to jump in just because Bethany's so humble so they, I will, I will throw the link in the show notes on Etsy. The reason why I asked that question, I just want to make sure that you still, you had some available because after this, I know people are going to want to purchase them. I am one of those. I'm a very good friend of yours, Bethany. I love you. You know that. So I would buy anything that you created. I did not know the concept behind the journal until you told us on our group call. And I was like, oh no, like you need to talk about this. So you're getting on a podcast episode and you're going to, because now I'm so glad that I didn't. I, I opened it. I have it it's in my bedroom. I wish I had it right now. Oh, we can't even show we're on a podcast. Just kidding. Um, but I haven't written in it yet. And I'm so glad I haven't, because now that I know the purpose behind it, I'm going to use it as my new gratitude journal. So yeah. there you go. But it's beautiful and it's handmade when you guys see it once you order, because you're going to want one they're gorgeous like it's gorgeous beautifully made you could tell that she took the time to really like stitch like the you said it's crocheted right the binding like yeah the, like I hand the sewed the thread.
0: binding yeah um, and I've made a few yeah. changes to it since I I go I gave you yours because I again logistics and budget wise like I wanted to add crystals to it to, that were actually like part of the bookmark I wanted to have um I added like a pocket because I don't want I wanted to have like special information about the book, but I didn't want to write it in the book. And I was like, cause I feel like every, I feel like it should be yours completely. So I was like, I'm gonna put this pocket here, the handmade little pocket, and then I'll put the information in the pocket. And that way, if you want to keep it in there, you can, if you don't, you can take it out. Yeah. So, and it was, a, it was a very interesting process. Like again, uh, figuring out what kind of paper, like which paper would take the dye but also having a paper that you could do anything to. Like you can use markers or crayons or paints or, I mean, not too much watercolor, just because it's just too wet. Um, it probably won't stand up, but any kind of acrylic paints or oil paints, like you can do all that on this um, type of paper. And um, using the, the stuff to make the dye, like that was another big thing for me because I wanted it to be natural. Mm-hmm. And so I'm using all kinds of natural uh, products. And that's why I haven't expanded the color range because just trying to find the things like I'm right now, I'm using a wood, an old wood that they used to use um, <clears throat> where Indians would use to dye clothing. And most of the things I use are, are stuff that people would use centuries ago to dye clothing. And so I'm kind of transferring that into um the paper as well but then I add jasmine or chamomile or um, different crystals into the whole process and it becomes a whole thing. Same thing with the purple, with the lavender flowers or I haven't added a smell to it yet which I think I feel like that might be the next thing but trying to make sure mm, that it's like a that. organic smell. Mm-hmm. And natural like it's a that's a weird thing because everybody doesn't like to like if you're writing everybody doesn't want that smell all the time right. but i feel like that's can be kind of uh transforming and yeah. therapeutic as far as the process so we'll see we'll see it's great it's growing um constantly i i that's what i love about it as well is that it's still it's still evolving
1: right and it's going to continue to evolve You know, any of you guys that are listening that are thinking of starting a small business or trying to dip your toe into it, your first product is not going to be your last, but you
0: don't know that though. Like I'm thinking starting this business. I was like, it has to be perfect in the beginning. And so when it kept changing, I was like, but no, it can't change. It needs to be this. And I was like, but what about if i add this thing to it so i'm like it's it's evolved so much and I, again it started it's really about learning and teaching yourself that. Yeah. to be so accepting of changes to be so accepting of things that are beyond your control you just kind of move with whatever's happening and i was like why is this whole process such a uh therapy session for me like I feel like I'm learning so much about myself throughout this entire process of starting this business
1: yeah because you're creative exactly what it is. Like, it's true. And I I wanted to have Bethany on honestly. And I know this is this is out of her comfort zone. If you guys didn't know that, because she doesn't make it seem that way. But she does not like really talking about herself or her journey. Um, And I feel as though like her journals, you need to hear her story in order to understand why she created what she created. And I was like, you're coming on the podcast. So I'm so happy that you came on. I hope this inspires someone out there who may be on the fence about starting something. And Either way, I hope you go follow her because this is just the beginning for you, Bethany. Like, honestly, I can't wait to see where this journey takes you within Paper Towns as well as your makeup artistry career because there's so much going on for you right now. Like this next chapter in your book is going to be
0: awesome. It's so weird. Like whenever you think the book is ending, I was like, oh, this book is done. I'm putting it on the shelf. I guess I'm starting a whole new book. And then it's like, no, actually we're not done yet. When I done this is just a new chapter, I was like, Oh, all right. Uh, we're still moving forward with this. Yes. So
1: yes. and we're we're on Zoom, Glow friends, we're on Zoom right now. So I'm like looking at Bethany and like right behind her is her <laughs> amazing artwork. And if if you knew Bethany when she first started, just seeing where your artwork is now from where it was before, and before it was awesome already, it's just yeah. profound to see kind of where
0: you are now. do you see that within yourself oh yeah 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 it's kind of crazy crazy. it's kind of crazy to watch um to see the transition to see how um how exposure kind of changes you too like i feel like who knew that being able to have a computer and internet and to like when other people were complaining about being quarantined I was like I got a computer I was like I I mean I got all the resources in the world like I, you don't have to go to the library like I can look up anything you can type in anything and wherever you are like if I got stuck at a space with something with art someone has made a video yeah. even if it's not a very good one someone has made something, talked about it somehow, and you're like, oh, all right. So either you're learning from that experience or you're sharing that same experience with them. And so it has been, um, I do miss, I will say the one thing that I do miss about art that I did so well with my makeup is having that community. Like I have a makeup community that I could, you know, you can never, You can never compare or replace that. And so to try to duplicate that or make that connection, especially now in a quarantine kind of space is really tough. Yeah. That is the one thing that I miss. I do agree with you. But I also agree, like what you
1: said before, YouTube University or Google University, you can learn anything. And for me, that's been a lot of business stuff. Like, whereas you, it's more like the art aspect and the creative aspect. For me, it's been a lot of like businessy, personal development kind of things. I've been addicted So I feel you. <laughs> I hope we're able all of us to get together soon. Like as a makeup artist community, I, I feel it on the horizon. I really do. But I do miss that aspect too. So I, I understand. I do. But Glow Friends, if you want to follow Bethany, I'll have all of the links in the show notes. And you're going to want to trust me because her journey, this part of her journey has just begun and I can't wait to see where it goes. Bethany, any last minute thoughts or any last minute thing that you want to say to our Glow Friends?
0: Um, I would say, okay, last minute things. Oof, there's so many things to say. I guess I, the main thing I would say is just to, to not, um, and I feel like everyone always tells you not to let fear hold you back, but literally to, it's okay to be afraid, but sometimes you just have to do things and you still be afraid. Like you're still doing it while you're scared. I was scared the whole time but uh and then surround yourself with um amazing people like it's kind of hard sometimes to tell who's for you and who's not and being able to to know that there are certain people that you can share with and certain people that you you shouldn't share everything with but when you have those support systems and those people that like it sometimes only takes one one cheerleader who will be like, you got this, you can do everything that will empower you to the point where you're like, you know what? She's right. I got this. I can do whatever. Um, That would be the thing I would say is just don't, don't be so fearful that you don't at least try it. So that was my whole thing. I was like, I'm going to at least try this. And if it doesn't work, then I at least can say I tried it. But now that I've tried it, no one else will let me (laughs) know. do it they're like you got to keep going and I was like but I just wanted to try it and they're like no no <laughs> this is more than just trying it you got to keep going so yeah, you
1: have like dozens of accountability partners so <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> when the orders come in that's like my accountability I was like oh I gotta make something because I got an order that I wasn't expecting so so yeah absolutely it's um it's definitely been a blessing uh, in so like I said in so many ways whether it's a personal or whether it's being able to connect with other people
1: I love it thank you thank so you much again. for for joining us Bethany and I know this is not the last yeah, one gonna... I feel like this was supposed to be 15 minutes and this has been like uh... I know it's been I well, I couldn't <laughs> stop you because it was really good so I hope you guys enjoyed <laughs> thank you so yes much. I hope so. Yes, and I'll put, like I said, I'll put the link in the show notes. So you guys go support her for real, for real. And I'll make sure also, Bethany, I'll post it in the Hey Glow Friend Facebook group so you can answer any questions anyone has as well.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. So we can we can continue the conversation on there. Thank you again, and we'll talk
0: soon. Thank you, thank you guys for thanks for having me. Thank you guys for listening, and um, I guess we'll all connect again soon. On uh, and we'll have to do this again. Like this was too fun. Yes, agreed. Talk soon, Bethany.